0: On today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings, we go over cautionary tales and fearsome encounters with the Ouija board. We also go over stories of the folklores of the legendary Skinwalkers and a cabin trip gone rye. More coming up for you today on Unexpected Hauntings. Stay spooky, listeners. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena, write in at UnexpectedHaunting739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Haunting. That's right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Um, This is Ben here, your host, and it is amazing to be back. This will be our first episode of this year's October. I'm really, really excited about this, Um, and we've got some incredible stories. I figured why not start off the spooky month talking about Ouija boards. That's right. We hear terrifying stories about them every day, almost. And um, what better way to dive into October than talking about Ouija boards, talking to the other side, and talking to our loved ones. That's actually how it started, uh, was everyone was really sad that they did not get to say goodbye or did not get to close off. Uh, they're talking to family members or what have you. Uh, so the Ouija board was made and it was also kind of just made into just a, a game board. Um, just, you know, as just for fun, most people, you know, see it as just, um, as you know, just, just, it, it doesn't work. A lot of people think that it doesn't work. It just messes with the brain, the mind, uh, which, you know. Uh, it could be, but, um, personally I've had experiences with the Ouija board. Um, one thing I've learned, never use the Ouija board by yourself. Um, and always say goodbye to a, each and every session. Uh, it's very important that you do that. Um, but yeah, we've got some incredible, incredible stuff to talk about, talk about today, we're going to be talking about, a lot, uh, talking about the history, got a little bit of tongue-tied there, um, <laughs> the history and the legend of the Skinwalkers, that's going to be really fun to talk about. Um, we're also going to be talking about a cabin trip that nearly killed this person they, they rode in, um, and it's a very interesting story, and of course, we're going to be starting off though with the Ouija Board Experience, that's what it's called, that's what it's entitled with. Um. So yeah, I hope that everyone is doing well If you guys would like to write in To Unexpected Hauntings We've been loving these write-ins They've been so incredible and so inspiring And so amazing Just keep up the great work everyone And please do write in to Unexpected Hauntings If you'd like to We'd like to hear from you unexpected hauntings, seven, three, nine at gmail.com. Just send it into that email. That would be incredible. Uh, we try to keep our socials up to date as well. Um, and I'm just really, really excited for the month of October. I've been waiting for this chilling weather, uh, and so far it has not let me down. Uh, of course it'll be, you know, a little bit warm during the day and then it'll cool cool on down near the end of the day. Um, It's great. You know, bring on the pumpkins, bring on the carving of the pumpkins, and uh, let's all have a great fall and an amazing, wonderful month. Um, I feel like that this October is going to be like Halloween is officially back from COVID. So I'm really excited about that. I actually got the chance to go out to the stores, got to go out uh, to some of the Halloween stores, and it was a great, great, great environment. Um, seems like a lot, uh, a lot more decorations and a lot more uh, outfits and costumes and stuff were on the shelves. So that's really exciting to see. Uh, everything is starting to kind of open back up since COVID, um, and that's crazy to even think of because that was what three years ago. Um, you know, so that's just crazy to even think of um but i hope that everyone has been doing well i'm really excited for these stories they're gonna be so great um and uh yeah if you guys have any questions on any of the stories that are being read today or the history of some of these uh readings please email us that's the best way to get to us unexpected hauntings 739 at gmail.com that's right and thank you so much again for your support. This actual podcast could not be a thing without you. So thank you so much for your continuation of support. It has definitely not gone unnoticed. And um, really hoping that you enjoy today's episode. So without further ado, let's go into this little bit of a history and behind the Ouija board. Experience. Here we go. We were friends since our childhood. One day when we were in our 12th grade, she came running to me and told me she found a few guys smoking weed in a nearby abandoned house. And when she caught them red-handed, they had offered as, offered her some. I asked her to be careful and told her that we would speak about that later in the day. She did not turn up to our regular meet-up spot that eve. I was worried and went to her home where I found her. She was high on weed and her parents were yelling at her. The time she spent with me gradually reduced after that. One evening, I saw her entering the abandoned house all alone, and when I followed her, I saw her using a Ouija board along with her new friends. I left the place and returned home without letting her know when I met her the next day and told her I was worried about her newfound friends as they appeared shady. She got angry and told me that I was not her dad to interfere in her personal life. Our conversation reduced further after that, and we stopped talking eventually. I had to leave the town after securing admission to a good university. I got a call late in the evening from her, and I was excited, as it was over six months since we last spoke. When I answered the call, I heard her panting. She said she was being followed by a creepy old woman who was trying to kill her. When I asked her to con- to inform her parents, she said, "I told them, George, but they are not able to see her and blame it on me using drugs." I asked her to go to a well-populated place and told her I would come meet her as soon as possible. I went to her house the next day and crashed in that night as I had traveled more than 250 miles. When I woke up, I saw her relieved face. She started crying and relieved and explained to me what she was going through. One day, when they were playing with a Ouija board in that abandoned house I had mentioned earlier, one of her friends started to act weird. She was mumbling something in Latin, which was a language she actually did not know. The board had apparently started to burn, and they had rushed out without closing the session right away. After the incident, she had been seeing an old woman with a knife who was threatening to kill her. I first thought she was seeing all this because of her drug abuse and decided to stay with her and help her out. I requested a break from my studies at my university and stayed with her in her house after that. One night when I was fast asleep, I heard someone knock rapidly on the door of my room. When I opened it, I saw the pale crying face of my friend. She pointed at her room and said the old woman was in her room. When I went into her room along with her, I saw an old woman whose attire was from the 60s run at us with her knife. She, ma- she magically disappeared when we closed our eyes. We were both scared to death and slept together in my room. When I spoke to her mom about that I had seen the next day, she left and asked me to joke early on in the morning. None of our family believed in us. And we were left helpless. We started seeing that ghost roam around the house in broad daylight, even in front of her family members, but no one else was able to see it. We started seeing leave her and save your life scratched on my room door. And when we showed it to our parents, they got furious at us and they thought we were pulling a prank on them. It was a new moon night, and we were in my room chatting about all the memories we had gathered. The clock struck twelve, and we decided to sleep as it was already late. I woke up to nature's call, and when I opened my eyes, I saw a silhouette that was so tall that it hit the ceiling of the room. Standing near my friend's side of the bed. It was staring at her with a knife in its hand. I tried shouting, but my voice did not come out of my throat. I turned on the lights, and the figure disappeared. I woke up my friend and asked her not to sleep until I came back to the toilet. I came back and told her what I saw. She was not too worried, as she was used to it by then, and we decided to let the lights... Stay turned on the whole night and lay down to sleep again. In a while, the light started flickering and burst, which woke me up, but my friend was still sound asleep. The room was covered in darkness, and I saw the entity standing or stand in the right corner of the room. It swiftly moved near me and whispered, I warned you. In a creepy tone, and before I could react, moved to my friend's side. That entity sat on my friend's chest and disappeared. My friend woke up screaming and told her, told me that her chest had a burning sensation. She asked me for some water to drink, and I ran to the kitchen to bring her some. And when I went back into the room to give her the water she had asked for, She fell unconscious. I woke her parents up and we rushed her to the the closest hospital. Her life parted away before we reached the hospital. And the doctor told us that she had a major heart attack and failed to survive. Thank you for listening to my story. Alright, so... That, within itself, is a creepy-ass story. Don't play with Ouija boards, guys. Or, you know, that could cause heart attacks. Um... (laughs) No, but seriously, um... Be careful with that shit. Um, it could definitely bite to... Uh... Bite back. could definitely bite back. Um... And not in a good way. As we just read. Um... So it makes me wonder if the ghost triggered that heart attack um, very interesting I've heard uh I've never heard of a ghost actually giving someone a heart attack before. this is a very uh like first time ever hearing something like this um, come from a story um, but uh a very interesting read and very interesting story to be honest uh and you know i mean that's very true that that that's such a true situation right because the parents let's face it they never want to believe what's going on with the paranormal they always want to shut you out and say oh it's nothing um you know it's just you know the fan is on you know that's what's moving something in the room or um you know um you're just tired that was a huge thing uh with me growing up and having experiences that's that was a huge saying right oh you're just tired you didn't get much you didn't get enough sleep you're envisioning things um and guys that's why we have this podcast that's why we have this ghost podcast is for experiences like that we seriously believe in you and believe in your experiences and we want to highlight them and have them on podcast um but that was a incredible, incredible story Really sad to hear about her friend that passed But that just goes to show how powerful spirits can be If tormented I'm um, not quite sure what they said In that ring of friends while they were doing the Ouija board stuff But um, I can only imagine, you know Uh, if you're partaking in drugs or weed or whatever, uh, you know, some crazy shit might come up, uh, with what you're talking about. So maybe the spirits didn't like that and, um, it aggravated the spirit and that's what happened. Um, and I know we kind of talked about aggravating spirits earlier, um, in the last episode. Um, but, um, very cautionary tale for sure. (laughs) Um, anyways guys If you have any Ouija board experiences As well we'd love to hear them um, Or if you'd like to Have some input on the story Please write in to Unexpectedhauntings739 At gmail.com We'd love to hear from you That would be incredible um, And uh, That's seriously What the podcast is all about Is hearing from you um, So that was an amazing, amazing write-in, um, and incredible. Some of these I actually hear from on um, Reddit. So um, it's very, very interesting stuff here. Um, so, guys, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to go into some of the legends, the legend of Skinwalkers. Um, if you guys don't know, skinwalkers, they can shapeshift. I'm pretty sure um, they, you know, basically they can often uh, change into a dog, a bear, owl, or deer, or different other kinds of animals. Um, it's very interesting. There's actually been a documentary that I read about this where it's like in Nevada, the Nevada desert. They've actually spotted some skinwalkers. Um, this will be interesting to dive into. Um, you know, being a history buff and everything, I think that this would be really amazing to be able to uh, go into and to be able to kind of divvy out uh, the history and the legend of skinwalkers. Here we go. Let's get into it. In many Native American legends, a skinwalker is a witch with a supernatural ability to turn into any creature they desire. By the way of draping the hide of an animal, most often a coyote or a dog, but also bear, owl, and deer over themselves, the witch takes on the form and developments of that animal. In doing so, the witch gains the animal's strength speed and endurance increased greatly via the power of the transformation typically Navajo shamans use this capability to journey fast from place to area however the skinwalker is generally evil and gains its energy through committing a terrible act normally by murdering a close relative the skinwalker can only be killed by putting a silver bullet through the heart or the neck you should not think or say their unique Navajo name if you do they would know who you are the Navajo have a lot of documentation and arguably arguably the most thrilling lore surrounding skinwalkers the witchery are humans who have obtained supernatural prowess by breaking a cultural taboo. Upon initiation of Antini, one is stated to receive the ability to become a Yi naladuloshi. This means that with it, he is going on all fours. In the Navajo language, this is carried out by a ceremony used to curse rather than to heal. Despite the fact that anyone can become Antony men, are commonly initiated, it is typically thought that only childless women can end up turning into witches. Although not every witch is a skinwalker, every skinwalker. Is a witch. In a few tales, humans who have attained the highest rank are called sliz sliz yadi, which means nothing but evil. This state can be reached by killing a close blood relative, incest, necrophilia, or other culturally taboo or evil acts. Doing one or more of those acts is stated to damage their humanity, and prevent permit them. To become completely initiated in witchery. Even though a skinwalker is almost often seen as a coyote, wolf, fox, evil, owl, or crow, the Yi Nal Duloshi is said to have the ability to take the shape of any animal they select, a decision based on what specific abilities are wished. For instance, a skinwalker may use a bird shape or travel or breakout. Some Navajo addition- additionally consider the skinwalkers that have the potential to steal the face of anyone. The skinwalkers are generally believed to be white in color while in animal form. The Navajo consider that in case you ever lock eyes with a skinwalker... They can also take take themselves into your body. Alternately, a new Navajo say, says that if you make eye contact with a skinwalker, your body will freeze up with terror. And the skinwalker will use that fear to gain power. Skinwalkers, like many different malevolent, malevolent legends, benefit strength from a victim's fear has also said that shouting skinwalker will lead them to you as if you've been marked skinwalkers are usually very hairy in their human form and regularly put on animal pelts the skin they additionally u- ju- uh, the skin may additionally just be a mask which might be only worn during the initiation ritual Considering the fact that skinwalkers are refrained from and despised, numerous attempts were made to hunt and kill them. However, they are often not successful. Every now and then, a skinwalker might be tracked down, but it always leads to the house of the tracker and someone recognized by them. As in African Wairiana lore, it's... Human form will hold the scar of any injuries sustained during the time it stayed in its animal shape. It was believed to kill a skinwalker in animal form. Bullets dipped in white ash should be shot on its neck. Some say skinwalkers could have the strength To read the human mind, they also possess the ability to make any human or animal noise irrespective of their current form. A skinwalker might also use the voice of a relative or the cry of little one to lure victims out of the safety of their homes due to the fact that a skinwalker cannot enter a house without an invitation, just like vampires." The skinwalkers can be noticed and singled out from human beings due to the fact their eyes glow like an animal's eye when in their human form and animal shape. They can be noticed by walking stiffly and abnormally or acting strangely. Skinwalkers use spells and charms to instill fear and control in their sufferers. Some of the equipment at their disposal consists of fragments of human bone ...launched through blowguns... ...which can poison and kill... ...the unlucky victim... ...and human bone dust... ...can lead to paralysis... ...and heart failure... ...they are regarded... ...to finding... ...strands of their victim's hair... ...wrapping around the... ...pot shard... ...and placing it... ...into a tarantula hole... ...even rattlesnakes... ...are said to be used as... ...charms... ...by the skinwalker. A skinwalker can be... ...can use something that belongs to a person... ...in ceremonial... ...ceremonial rituals... ...to harm them. Skinwalkers use a powder... ...called corpse dirt... ...also called corpse poison... ...corpse powder... ...and... ...anti... ...to poison victims. Corpse dust is composed of ground... ...toddler bones often often, twin infants specifically bone from the fingertips and skull the skinwalker blows it on the faces of their victims or down the chimney of the victims' homes quickly after the victim breathes the dirt the tongue starts to swell and blacken and they go through convulsions and die here are some of their powers. Shapeshifting Skinwalkers have the ability to transform into any animal or human that they want. Telepathic communication. Skinwalkers are skinwalkers can telepathically connect with each other, facilitating coordinate coordination during hunts. They can also read human minds and also control them. Mimicry. Skinwalkers can mimic human voices and animal tones to lure their victims. Possession. Skinwalkers can possess human beings and steal their skin. Magic: Skinwalkers are known to use spells and charms to control or kill people. Superhuman Superhuman physical attributes. In human form, skinwalkers possess the unnatural physical attributes like speed, strength, agility, and sense. Lifespan. Skinwalkers use age very slowly and have a significantly longer life than human beings. Healing. Skinwalkers have the ability to heal very quickly like the Wolverine, but the wounds are said to leave scars behind their weakness Silver Skinwalkers are extremely susceptible to contact with steel and can be killed by any weapon made of steel Bullet dipped in white ash Skinwalkers can be killed by putting the bullet dipped in white ash through their neck when they are in animal form all right so some you know some backstories of the legends of skinwalkers um uh, there is some weaknesses for you and some attributes uh and powers that they possess very interesting uh and where does everyone stand on skinwalkers do you believe them them or not um I believe this kind of falls under as well with a Sasquatch and Bigfoot um, thing. I believe that, you know, there's some parts in the world that are still kind of hidden uh, from the world and still secluded. Um, so I could definitely see this being a probable thing. Um, and I believe that it could definitely happen. Um basically watch out um, for skinwalkers of course you know they wouldn't be walking out in public you know probably would not be like you know definitely be in a desolate place like I was saying the Nevada desert or some type of deserty place Um, I would definitely think that I believe that the Navajo might have originated from that area from the west, uh, western side of the US. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting and, uh, they're pretty cannibalistic as well. Um, so yeah, it's crazy, you know, um, to, to even think of. So, you know, silver, it sounds like silver, um, works, works with, uh, skinwalkers and wolverines and, works with werewolves um very interesting uh, aspect you know of course the silver bullet and stuff um that definitely goes into play and then the white ash i wonder what the white ash symbolizes um i guess that burns when it touches their skin not quite sure um but there's you know there's some folklore and story for you of the skinwalkers if you guys have any more questions or if you guys would like to talk more about this please write in to unexpectedhauntings 739 at gmail.com and thank you again so much for your support it means the world this ghost podcast could not be here without you so thank you so much for coming by and giving us uh, giving us a lesson listen and listening into Our history and stories. Um, I normally don't really share much of this type of stuff, but I figured it would be really neat to kind of dive into this and and see what we can do, uh, with all of this. So, we're going to go into a story. It's a little bit long, not too terribly long, but we're going to see what we can do with this. Um and uh it's it's gonna be a great one this is called the cabin trip that nearly killed me um it takes place on a cabin on the lake which you know most spooky stories happen on a cabin in the lake Uh, i've noticed that that's been a huge setting for a long time with stories um So um, here we go. I'm actually going to zoom in a little bit onto um, the story here. So then that way I don't lose my place. Sometimes I do that when I'm reading the stories. It's just because I'm I'm on a bigger screen now. Um, So um, here we go. without further ado, let's go into the story, the cabin and the cabin trip that nearly killed me. Here we go. Visiting the cabin on a lake was a bad idea, but I did it anyway. To my surprise, my job granted me two months paid leave, and honestly, I think they wanted to rid themselves of me. The feeling was mutual. I was a disaster. My life was in shambles and some solitude was in order. Recently divorced, I moved into a cheap basement apartment and found solace there. My buddy Bob owned the place. He was able to sublet the unit for the duration of my trip, leaving me scot free. Which leads me to why I did that I did what I did. Why I fled to the cabin by the lake, all alone, in the middle of nowhere. You see, sometime last year, around the time my ex told me to hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, a story appeared in my mind's eye. A thriller's a thriller about a cheating wife. Who shacks up with a serial killer. The story came equipped with plot characters and twisted final. Turns out the wife was the killer. I've had similar experiences in the past, but never so vivid. Writing a novel was my life's ambition. My ex thought this was stupid. Writing novels takes time, she'd say. "'and bills don't pay themselves. "'Recently I reached out to my estranged sister "'who'd been keeping the cabin up to date "'and asked if I could reside there for the summer. "'She was thrilled. "'Expect visitors,' she she texted, "'followed by a banquet of smiley faces. "'The drive was daunting,' I hadn't been there, been that far north in years, and my ex hated the cabin and refused to go. I didn't blame her. It was a humble cabin but with no indoor plumbing or electricity. It's now equipped with a marine battery hooked up to an invert to a an inverter so I can charge my laptop and phone. The narrow roads twisted and forked, causing havoc on my crappy little Chevy. In fact, I blew a tire and was forced to travel on a shoddy spare most of the trip. Out here, you'd have better luck finding a a serial killer than a service vehicle, but I digress. I arrived at sundown. The cabin seemed smaller and mere a mere seed in the backwash of the north. Next to it dangling from a mighty oak, a tire swing dawdled. Suddenly, I was six years old again, with Daddy swinging me to the stars. He loved the cabin. He would fish off the dock, pulling in smallmouth bass. Sunfish, and the occasionally occasional walleye, and grill them up for dinner. The cabin creaked as I crept about. The kerosene lamp provided its modest light. Once my phone and laptop were fully charged, I tried my best to unwind. The lonesome call of coyotes cracked across the sky, darkness blackened and blanketed. The fingernail moon. I shrank into the couch. Arriving at nightfall was a bad idea. Especially this far north. I was getting spooked. The cabin felt particular. But I couldn't put my finger on it. Must be the jitters. That said, the cabin rests on a small peninsula surrounded by lake and trees. If anything bad were to happen... There is nowhere to hide. Grandpa's old shotgun was hanging proudly on the wall next to the dusty bottle of booze. I took a swig welcoming the warmth of the whiskey as it warmed my insides. I locked the front door like this would help and settled on to the old Chesterfield bottle in hand. A chill crept in like a crook. I added kindling to the fireplace, and soon the cabin was toasty warm. The family portrait hanging next to the fire brought tears to my eyes. It was taken in this very spot. My parents were so young, my big sis was entering her gothic phase. I was a dorky kid with glasses and bad acne. The whiskey went down like water Soon I was curled up on the couch, drifting to sleep, whirled at my fingertips. Something jarred me awake. A noise. I leapt from the couch and combed the cabin. Nothing. I stumbled outside and looked around, using my phone as a flashlight. My eyes seemed a ne- my eyes needed a moment to adjust. I used that time to relieve my bowels. The, outs- the outhouse, built by my grandfather many moons ago, was a terrifying sight. But nature was calling, as they say. As the rickety door swung open, a bat flew into my hair. Frantically, I spun in circles and almost tumbled down the toilet. I gagged. Falling into a, into a dialect dung dungeon was deeply disturbing who would imagine such a thing after a struggle the bat flew away but not before digging its claws deep into my scalp you've got rabies a voice behind me stated matter of factly I froze my heart was a jackrabbit someone was here but who The nearest cottage was six miles away. Fists clenched. I turned around, ready to pounce. The face in the tree snarled. Its eyes were were circled knots. Its licorice lips formed a furious frown. I'd get that checked out if I was you. I screamed like a scared child... Then after, soiling myself, I charged into the cabin and changed my clothes, cursing the entire time. Coming here was a mistake. This was all too obvious. The time to leave was now. I grabbed the gun and pointed it at the tree, daring it to speak. My trigger finger twitching eagerly ready to blow the tree into oblivion. It weaked. I dropped the gun and rifled towards the car, screaming bloody murder. The car groaned. The spare tire was as flat as my love life. It wasn't going anywhere. The face in the tree snickered as I sulked. It. Had it really spoken to me? I assured myself it did not. Trees don't talk. My mind was racing, my palms an ocean of sweat. Paranoia had long settled in. I needed to calm down, so I took a deep breath and counted to ten. Then I texted my sis, asking her to, to deliver me a new tire pronto. I transferred her some cash. Since I wasn't going anywhere, I decided to make the best of this. Novels don't write themselves, you know. The tangerine sun spilled across the tops of trees in morning fresh with dew. A brisk breeze belched across the cloud, the cold lake. Somewhere above me, a blue jay squ- squawked. I tiptoed behind the cabin woods and... I tiptoed behind the cabin woods, the deck muttering nonsensically nonsensically, grandpa's shotgun led the charge a squeaky voice startled me take a jump in the lake I turned gun extended trembling profusely who's there I called out despising the fear in my voice the forest fluctuated. Trees rattled their leaves in unison. Stupid human! the skinny birch scolded. Its deadpan eyes fixated on me. I must be losing it, I told myself, rubbing the sleep from my eyes. I scurried back into the cabin, stubbing my toe on a jagged rock. The pain was egress, egregious. This was not how I wanted to spend my summer. I brewed some coffee, then fired up my laptop. My mind needed rest from the talking trees. I hoped the distraction was in order, a time to work. It was slow going at first, but the words came cautiously, like riding a bicycle with ...with square tires. The coffee kept me perked. At some point, after reaching 1,500 words, I paused for a stretch. It was high noon. Not bad. I was actually doing it. I was writing my very first novel. Menacing clouds appeared through the one and only window I, I sighed. Then, while talking tentatively... Sips from my favorite mug, I reread my work. The story was compelling. Soon, I would introduce the antagonist, the protagonist's best friend, and the wife's nefarious affairs would be exposed. Four coffees later, nature called. With my head in a haze, I sauntered outside and found a bush. The face in the tree greeted me. Your story sucks, the tree barked. The sounding trees titered, rattling their leaves in apparent approval. Each tree wore a treacherous face, and I shuddered. Fear gripping me by the balls, had I entered an alternative dimension or had I sim- simply lost my mind? And maybe both. Only time would tell. No one will ever read it, a neighboring tree chimed. Its sardonic voice sent icy chills down my spine. My bells protested. This cabin sure could use indoor plumbing. No wonder my ex refused to come here. Reluctantly, and with every ounce of courage I could muster, I stepped inside the outhouse and did my business. The tree teased me the entire time. Don't fall in. Or get any on you. Look out for them bats. I ignored their mocking. As best as I could, which wasn't easy, it was not every day he got ridiculed by sinister-looking trees whilst defecating in a tumble-down outhouse. I checked my phone. No word from Sis. My stomach groused its five-minute warning. If I didn't soon make lunch, there would be hell to pay. I washed up, then fetched the barbecue from the shed, and I cringed. Unlike the cabin, the shed bore no resemblance to its former self. Typically, it would store canoes, paddle boats, and life jackets, plus a plethora of power tools, but not anymore. Lining the walls were hefty boxes stuffed with peculiar items. that one would expect at a seance or an outlandish Halloween party. The box of baby corpses was vomit-inducing. The jet-black Ouija board leaning loftily against a witch's cauldron made my skin crawl. I shook my head in disbelief. What the hell has my sis been up to? I couldn't leave the shed soon enough. The door slammed behind me on my way out. Wearily, I set about chopping vegetables, then tossed them along with some hot dogs onto the grill. Just then, something touched my foot, scaring me stupid. A chipmunk. After nearly, nearly having a heart attack, I tossed in some bread, to which it devoured. Don't feed the wildlife, a medium-sized maple scorned. The surrounding trees concurred. Stupid human. They're all the same. My mind was imploding when a booming voice belted across the lake. Stop teasing! The forest switched off. High as an ivory tower, the mighty oak brooded its knotted eyes burning into mine. Don't mind them, it bellowed. When you reach 200 years old, you'll be as cranky as a crab apple tree. Worse, perhaps. I coughed. Um, they're real? The oak chuckled. Of course. Everything here is alive, thanks to your sister. We owe this all to her. I couldn't believe what I'd just heard. A million responses swirled inside my mind, each more devastating than the last. There was no way any of this was real. Before I could catch my thoughts, the smell of the burning meat uh, stole my attention. My food was aflame. Frantically, I dropped the charred remains of my lunch onto the plate and sulked. My wiener rolled away. The squirrel... Wasted no time stealing it from under me. Nothing but snickers from the surrounding trees. This was insane. Trees don't talk. I reminded myself, this isn't real. Thunder crashed in the distance. The sky turned a menacing gray. Looks like rain, the oak warned. Well, duh, its neighbors heckled. I escaped to the deck, tripping over my own two feet in the process, and fell face first in a puddle of mud, spilling the food. I sighed. This was an all-time low. I was coming unhinged. Maybe I should check myself into the hospital. Surely there is medication for this. I picked myself up and searched for my phone. Oh, how I wished my sister would respond Whenever I called her, it went directly to her inbox, which was full. The view from the deck was stunning. The lake loomed large under the thick of the forest. I retrieved my laptop and went to work during my darndest to ignore the madness that surrounded me. There are no talking trees. There are no talking trees. After a shaky start, the words danced from my fingertips, Filling the screen with story. I was 4,000 words deep when I stopped suddenly. Raindrops felt and fell like bombs. I scuttled inside, found the whiskey, and continued riding until my fingers could not longer, no longer perform their function. Finally, as the storm let up, I scooted outside to pee. "'You should never have come here,' the face in the tree told me. "'You don't belong here.' "'My world went red. "'Something inside me snapped with fiery rage. "'I charged the tree and was immediately scooped up by the seat of my pants. "'What the—' "'My feet flew to the top of the tree. "'Put me down. "'Blood rushed to my brain.' Vertigo unfriended me, my body dangled dangerously, flapping like a fish. I tried to free myself, but it was no use. I was snagged, trapped within its arm-like branches. Hey, Pete, the lowly tree laughed. I caught me a biggin. I don't like it, Pete replied. They're not to be trusted. Should I keep them? Or toss him aside. Keep him, the forest consented in unison. Let me down, I shouted in vain, and swaying like a marionette. The trees rattled their leaves. Hang him up for the night. He'll be dead by morning. Or he'll wish he was. Their chatter was, Cantankerous. Put him down, the mighty oak roared. Or what? The forest gasped. "'or you'll be sorry.' "'I'm not afraid of you,' my captor replied. "'Proving this, it pummeled me, "'thrashing my bruised body with blunt branches "'until I was beaten to a pulp. "'My cries for mercy were in vain. "'I said a prayer, then started drifting in and out of consciousness.' The warm blood trickling down my face snapped me awake, adrenaline to the rescue. I started my retaliation, using the pointed end of the branch as a spear. I stabbed the tree repeatedly, my voice filling the forest with seeing rage. Hey, watch it, pal. The tree lifted me as high as the sky and started shaking me. My phone fell from my pocket, smashing into a million pieces. I grimaced. This was not how I imagined my death would be. Release him! The forest fell silent. Tears streamed down my face, and I prepared for death. Without warning, the tree let me go, and I hit every branch on the way down. Then I passed out cold. My pretzel-like body lay in ruins, shivering in the cold, wet grass. Something was poking me. Jack, a woman's voice whispered. Jack, wake up. My sister. Jack, my sister repeated more firmly. My eyes snapped open and the sunlight was blinding. I reached out an arm, regretting it immediately. "'The pain was instantaneous. "'She helped me up as best as she could. "'I barely recognized her. "'Her face was gaunt. "'Her cardigan hung loosely over the brittle bones "'like loose skin. "'Tammy!' I cried. "'The tree tried to kill me. "'I regretted saying this, knowing how crazy it sounded, "'but couldn't help it. "'I was disheveled and confused.' Tammy ignored me. Instead, she helped me to the lake and washed away the blood. The trees kept kept to themselves, leaving me wondering if they ever spoke at all. Did a tree really try to kill me? Was this all a bad dream? My eyes went searching for faces, but found none. Just trees. After an hour of listening to my outrageous claims... Tammy indulged me with secrets. Apparently, her group of Wiccans stumbled across a life-bringing spell. One that could forever change the landscape of our world. They used this cabin to test it out, and it worked. The forest came alive, and they revealed they reveled at the possibilities. She decided not to tell me this ahead of time. Why am I not surprised? Unfortunately, she brought a spare tire, or fortunately, she brought a spare tire, and seeing my car was packed and ready to roll. Before we left, I lit a fire, as far as I'm concerned, the cabin, and all the surroundings it can burn in hell. I spent the summer residing in her basement, working tirelessly on my, no- my novel. It's nearly finished, the writing is coming along swimmingly, in fact, just the morning another story arrived, fully formed, name and all, the cabin trip that nearly killed me. So, the cabin trip that nearly killed you. What a crazy story. Insane, right? Um, really, really loved the detail in this story. Um, It's just an incredible story. Of course, it's not real. Of course, this is a fiction story. We also do share fiction stories. We don't just... Uh, just share stories that actually happened in IRL. We also uh, share stories that are fiction that just pull your attention and you know has a paranormal feel or psychological feel about it. Um, so has an interesting story behind it about um, an affair happening at the camp. and then turns out they actually did seances there and brought everything to life now i don't know that part of the story could be real about there being an affair at a cat at a camp um could be very possible you know sometimes that happens where they try you know they get away from their spouse and then they fall in love with someone else at the camp that could very 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 well happen um but yeah, um, like I said, this is definitely fiction, but definitely grabs your attention for sure. I'm sorry uh, for the pronunciation of some of the words and such in the story. Um, kind of taught, kind of caught me off guard um, with doing this story and sharing the story with you guys. Um, so thank you so much for listening. If you guys would like to add anything to that or write in... Or send in your media file, send it to us, UnexpectedHauntings739 at gmail.com. And I believe that's going to wrap up today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Thank you so much for coming by and giving us a listen. From Ben to Unexpected Hauntings, have a great and wonderful rest of your day. And as always, stay spooky, listeners.